0: You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, Coming to America and Blade actor Wesley Snipes shares about auditioning for Geordie LaForge, but he says a greater actor got the part. Star Trek writer Nicholas Meyer shares his thoughts on why his con miniseries isn't happening, and I've got this week's Trek Trivia. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Somewhere in an alternate universe, Geordie LaForge is a vampire. That part's uh, probably not true, but (laughs) what is true is that legendary actor Wesley Snipes once auditioned for the role that ended up going to LeVar Burton, and boy would things be different if he'd actually won the part. Snipes talked about the audition in an interview with Collider that was published last week. Snipes was speaking to Collider primarily about his work in the new film, Coming to America, but the conversation was wide-ranging and included, among other things, his thoughts on Blade, one of his best-known roles, and whether it would be coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why he'd love to guest host Whose Line Is It Anyway, and whether he would confirm that he'd auditioned for Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, that is true, he said, when asked if he'd been up for the role of Geordie LaForge, and I was disappointed that I didn't get it. But that actually turned out pretty good, because I think if I'd gotten the role, I would have been in television more than film, and maybe would have never got a chance to do everything else I've done. And what a lot else he's done. Of his 69 credits currently on IMDb, Nace, <laughs> Snipes has just a never-ending list of hits to his name. Among them, 1991's New Jack City and Jungle Fever, 1992's White Men Can't Jump and Passenger 57, 1993's Demolition Man, 1995's Too Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, 1997's Murder at 1600, about 400 Blade sequels, and the list goes on. A list that may never have happened had he been cast as Geordie. Now Snipes recalled to Collider that he was close to getting the role, but he said a greater actor than I went on to make it famous. LeVar Burton was gracious over Snipes' praise, On Twitter, he said in response, genuine love and respect, Wesley Snipes. Peace and blessings to you. Snipes' latest project, Coming to America, which also stars Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall, is available to stream now on Amazon Prime Video. Next up, and we're kind of staying with the 80s theme today. Did you know that out there in the universe, there is a script for a new Star Trek miniseries from Star Trek writer and director, Nicholas Meyer? Unfortunately, it doesn't seem that fans will be seeing it anytime soon. No matter how you slice it, the television landscape is constantly evolving and the way people watch television is no exception. In an exclusive interview with Trek Movie last week, Meyer shared his thoughts on why he thinks his miniseries isn't getting the green light. In the 1980s, Nicholas Meyer was a powerhouse writer and director in the Star Trek community. Meyer wrote and directed two Star Trek films, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Meyer also wrote the screenplay for Star Trek IV, The One with the Whales. In 2016, while working as a consulting producer on the first season of Star Trek Discovery, an idea from Star Trek executive Alex Kurtzman prompted Meyer to revisit the story of Khan Noonien Singh. Meyer set to work penning the teleplay for a miniseries based on the exile of Khan and his followers on the planet SETI Alpha 5, prior to the events of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Unfortunately, by the time Meyer had finished his script, the world of television seemed to have moved on from the idea of the miniseries, and momentum on the project stalled. Meyer doesn't see this as the end, but he does recognize some of the challenges to getting his SETI Alpha 5 miniseries into production. I don't consider it dormant because I think it's a terrific project, Meyer told Trek movie. I think what happened was that the business model for streaming was changing really fast. And what was originally commissioned as a three hour or three night event, by the time I finished writing it, three hours was not enough. They wanted longer stuff. Now, one could argue that Meyer could simply expand on his script, filling out a full 10-episode arc, which is common for a streaming or limited series these days. Now, while that idea isn't impossible, Meyer doesn't see it as the best move for the story itself. I think if it went on and on and on about Khan and SETI Alpha 5, it risks becoming kind of like Gilligan's Island, which I think is a wrong idea, Meyer said. It was commissioned as a three-hour thing, and there were certain parameters that were put down to which I adhered. Now, it's hard to say if Nicholas Meyer's three-hour tour of SETI Alpha 5 will ever make it to television screens, but we'll be sure to keep you up to date on any developments, if and when they happen. I've got Trek Trivia Tuesday here in just a moment, but first, a word from me. This show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Your support from as little as $1 a month helps us grow the show so we can bring you even more Star Trek news wherever you are. Please consider supporting us on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. That's patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news and a big thanks to you for supporting this show. now it's trek trivia tuesday did you know the planet vulcan later known as navar after the vulcan romulan reunification in the 32nd century was an m-class planet that while livable was pretty inhospitable to humans compared to earth it had a much thinner atmosphere and higher temperatures and the terrain was generally harsh according to memory alpha much of the planet was mountain ranges or deserts and the tourist attractions included active volcanoes, ancient ruins, and lava fields. So now a trivia question for you. There's one location on the planet Vulcan that holds special significance for Trekkies, because according to a story by the legendary Vulcan philosopher Surak, the idea of infinite diversity and infinite combinations started there. It's also where Spock was reunited with his Katra, in Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock. Where was it? Find out on Friday's episode of Daily Star Trek News. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Alison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And finally, please make sure that you're signed up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter at newscom forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know, and this week in Trek history. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long